Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome back to r slash pro revenge, where many of you come to get your dose of satisfaction by listening to others getting what they deserve. Guys, in today's episode, there's going to be three stories. The first is how a group of friends gets revenge on a freeloader who wanted a free vacation. The second story is about a dad who disowns his son and ruins the family, only to have his reputation destroyed. And the last story, OP gets some good old revenge on someone who bought his old junker car and kept racking up tickets. I hope you guys stay for the tales today and do hit that subscribe button for future stories. Let's get into it. This first story is titled, Wanna Back Out of a Deal? Okay, enjoy getting stranded then. I wish this was me, but I was an observer. Several years ago, a bunch of friends decided that the upcoming spring break would be ideal for a vacation. The head, we'll call him Gandalf, puts together an idea. He says, let's rent a beach house and drive to it. We'll all split the cost and have two weeks on an ocean. Who's up for this? A good-sized handful of friends are overjoyed. A two-week vacation in a beach house with friends? We'll have a riot. It'll be a blast. We'll save tons of money. Let's do this. So Gandalf lays down the rules. All costs for travel and housing are to be split evenly. He's found a couple of prospects and gives the info to the friends who check out and eventually decide on a condo on a beach through Airbnb. People put in their deposits, and the house is rented. Gandalf then rents a van to drive everyone, and off they go. But as soon as they were getting ready to go, an unexpected guest shows up. We'll call her friend of a friend, Freddy. Freddy shows up with a suitcase last minute and says, Oh hey, this trip sounds wonderful. Can I come? I'm good for it. I'm friend of a friend. I totally have enough money and time off for this vacation. Mind if I come along? Gandalf agrees, and they all take off. The first day of driving goes well. Everyone pitches in for gas and tolls. And the second day, friend of a friend Freddy grumbles a bit, but pays up. They arrive at the beach house, and it's better than anyone imagined. People are having the time of their lives. Everyone's having a great time. There's food, booze, parties, parties, more food, and everyone's just having a wonderful time. About eight days in, as they're beginning to wind down, Gandalf realizes that Freddy hasn't paid for any food or any booze, and once he checks his notebook, not one dime for the beachfront condo they've been staying in. He quietly takes Freddy aside and points this out, and Freddy says, Oh, well, to be honest, I don't really have the cash right now, but I will as soon as I get home and go back to work. I'll pay you in a few weeks when I get paid next. Uh, what? No, that's not the agreement. Freddy, it's pay as you go, 
What were you thinking? And Freddy responds, Well, to be honest, Gandalf, your driving really sucked. I was carsick most of the trip, and I hate vans. Why couldn't you have rented a top-of-the-line SUV instead? I would have gladly pitched in for that. I didn't agree to be in this awful, awful, undignified van. And by the way, where did you find this condo? I didn't agree to stay here. Oh my god, this condo. I wouldn't let house pigs in this condo. I'm not paying you. Gandalf is stunned and quite understandably disgusted. Freddy wanders off to the beach, and Gandalf quietly approaches the group. Four days later, Freddy leaves the beachfront condo to go meet some friends in town. The group decide to get some revenge on this vacation freeloader who still hasn't paid a cent, but has been eating and drinking like the world is ending. They all clean out, jump into the van, and hit the highway, a day early and ahead of schedule. Friend of a friend Freddy ended up losing her job because she wasn't able to get back in time since she was trapped several states away with no money and no way to get home. Oh, and all the people she called for help? Through the grapevine, it turns out she'd pulled similar stunts before, so no one was willing to loan her any cash. I wonder how many times Freddy has pulled this little ruse. But, as a plus, she didn't have to ride back in that ugly van that she apparently hated. This story is titled, My Mother Finally Got Revenge on Her Abusive Ex with His Own Paperwork. This all started several years ago, during my parents' divorce, but the revenge took place this November. Growing up, my father was abusive, who got off of religious authority and controlling every aspect of our lives. We were kept so isolated and made to fear the police and child protective services to the point where we thought it was normal. After I went off to college, my little brother came out as gay and my father started beating him, unbeknownst to my mother and I. When my brother threatened to tell my mom about this, my father disowned him and kicked the then 15-year-old out of the house. My mother was understandably horrified by this and tried to get my father to see sense, at which point he started attacking her. Long story somewhat short, I got my mom out, my brother went to live with friends, and divorce proceedings were started. While my mom was cleaning out her stuff from the house, under the watchful eye of her amazing co-workers, she found my father's discharge papers. And this is where the plan started. You see, my father spent his entire 25-year marriage telling everyone, friends, families, employers, that he was a special forces vet who had been awarded a Purple Heart and a Bronze Star, which were both coincidentally destroyed in a house fire along with all of his uniforms and paperwork. But here were his discharge papers, and they clearly stated that he was given an other-than-honorable discharge after four years in the motor pool. Not wanting to be seen as the vindictive ex-wife, my mom quietly took the papers and didn't tell anyone for years, after my father moved away to a new state to join a militia. When she finally told me while tipsy this past year, we hatched a plan. Over the next few months, we snooped on social media to make a list of his former and current employers, family, major friends that we knew of, and his new church. She enlisted our extended family and my college friends from all over the country. In November, we purchased Veterans Day cards and wrote out messages such as Stolen Valor, Motor Pool, Pretender, etc. 
everyone attached a photocopy of the page listing his discharge, and then we sent them on the same day to the nearest major cities with a return address listed as his current church. They arrived on or around Veterans Day from Atlanta, Orlando, Washington, D.C., New York, Kansas City, Seattle, Portland, Houston, Ontario, London, and Edinburgh. Immediately, my mother was inundated with calls and emails from people who had no idea and couldn't believe he would lie like that and were sorry for not believing her and my brother. My dad sent a nasty email implying horrible things if he could ever prove that my mother did this, which she forwarded straight to her lawyer along with the nasty letters from his more vocal supporters. Now most people in our hometown look at her as the battered spouse who walked out with her head held high, rather than that tramp who divorced such a godly man. My little brother has no idea we did this, but later told me that he got a random call from our old pastor apologizing for kicking him out of the church over my father's lies. And I can finally sleep well at night with the knowledge that his reputation is in shambles by our hands. Revenge is truly a dish best served cold. What a great pro-revenge on that dad. I know stolen valor is a crime if you display awards that you didn't receive for personal gain, but in this case, if he just lied that he was given those awards just for the sake of a story, is that still considered illegal? I mean, obviously morally it's very wrong, but can you still get in trouble for fabricating a story like that? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail23. Shopify.com slash retail23. This last story is titled, The Traffic Tickets Became the Least of His Problems. A few years back, my old car was on its last legs. My mechanic said it wouldn't last much longer, and the best thing to do was to sell it cheap, and move on before it gave out and was ready to be scrapped. I love that little car, but I put it on Craigslist for $500 and I got a bite. The guy buying it was in his 20s with a pregnant wife and his dad was footing the bill. I was clear with them that it was sold as is and I couldn't make any promises about its longevity. The buyer said that if it lasted six months, he'd be happy with the purchase. So he signed the bill of sale and I handed over the title. I immediately went to the DMV websites and registered it as a sale and assumed he would finish the process by transferring the title. It turns out that I was wrong about two things. The car lasted much longer than six months and he didn't bother to pay the $77 to transfer the title. I discovered this when I received a photo radar ticket for running a red light. I was confused because the street was way across town in an area that I rarely visit. When I went online to view the high-res traffic cam photos, 
I found that it was the buyer in my old car, but my name was still attached to the plates. After some serious cursing, I copied all the records, dates, bill of sale, etc., and mailed the copies off to the courthouse. It was his citation, but I had to prove it to the court. Two weeks later, I got another letter from the fuzz, another ticket, and this time for speeding. Same driver, same car, same plates, with my name still attached. Again, I had to copy all the paperwork, write a long letter to the clerk, and mail it off to the courthouse. The third ticket made me really mad. I started making calls and discovered that this scam is pretty common. Some folks buy a junker and rack up fines until they wreck or abandon the car, and their name was never on it, so nobody bothers to punish them for it. It's all on the previous owner to clean up the mess and prove who was at fault. This time, I wrote an extra long letter to the court clerk and did a little research to include the guy's picture, home address, and listed phone number. A few months went by, and I thought it was over. Hell, the car should have given out by now anyway. But then, the fourth ticket arrived, showing him in a high-resolution picture, zipping past the radar cam in my old car, with my old bumper sticker still on the back, and all of his kids piled into the back seat. The fifth and sixth tickets felt like Groundhog's Day. I didn't even bother to put the paperwork away. I kept it out on my desk, ready to copy. By the time the seventh ticket arrived, we were well over a year beyond the sale, and enough was enough. This wasn't some dude forgetting to do paperwork, or not knowing the right way to go about buying a car. This was intentional. It was time for some pro-revenge. First, I called the police, and after a week of back and forth, finally spoke with a traffic cop who said enough is enough, and went to pay the guy a visit. He said he couldn't disclose what would happen during that discussion, but the total amount of the likely unpaid traffic tickets was enough to get his attention. The tickets and late fees were several times the value of the car. That wasn't enough. Just having to pay his tickets wasn't appropriate for the seven freaking times that I had to copy that damn bill of sale for the court clerk. So I started going back through my records of every ticket and every photo, and found an interesting theme. In every photo, his tiny kids were in the car, including the newborn infant, all packed into the back seat. Hmm. I called Child Protective Services anonymously. I did not provide any information that was not 100% factual and verifiable. The tickets showed that this guy was operating an identity fraud scheme out of his home, essentially stealing my identity and who knows how many others. His children were present throughout. Furthermore, he regularly violated traffic rules and put his children in serious danger by speeding, running red lights, and committing other traffic violations. If he was doing this stuff so often in front of a big white camera, how do you think he was driving when he wasn't being watched? I declined to provide my name or number, as I had nothing more to offer and didn't want to be involved in the case any further. I gave them all the evidence I had of the three small children in repeated dangerous and illegal situations, all of which were verifiable by photo evidence and court documents. After that, I stopped getting traffic tickets from him. Maybe the car finally gave out. So the moral of the story is to always transfer the plates to your name, 
because if you speed too many times, you may lose your kids. Guys, and that wraps up another episode of r slash pro revenge. If you guys missed the last episode of r slash pro revenge, a dog sitter absolutely trashes OP's house, and it's a wild ride. If you want to hear stories about people getting mistaken as regular Joe Schmoes while doing their jobs, take a look at this video, where OP is a landscaper digging holes in a backyard, and has the cops called on him for suspicious activity. I hope you guys got your revenge fix for the day, and I'll see you guys in the next one. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23.